The space of all possibility and ultimate choice is the goal. And when you can live from the space, life is beautiful even when it's hard because you know at any moment you can choose a different pathway and possibility, a different outcome. You can choose to show up differently as a different version of self who has the things that you want so that you're in resonance with them. You can call on qualities that are otherwise inaccessible to you because you're in your winning strategy. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about how we live from the space of all possibility and ultimate choice. This was a chapter in my book, Unravel. If you're interested in hearing about my story of rising up and coming back from the most challenging chapter of my life, we'll link to that in the show notes. But there is an entire chapter called The Space of All Possibility and Ultimate Choice. This comes from a very specific moment in that journey. So I had been through three years of hell. I had a very traumatic suicide loss which gave me PTSD and that PTSD led me into an abusive relationship with a drug addict. I had panic attacks and anxiety. I ended up filing bankruptcy. My business died a slow death. My health deteriorated rapidly. And at the end of all of this, when I got out of the relationship with the addict and I was really a shell of myself at that point, I was feeling very challenged when it came to figuring out who am I now and what's next for me. I was deep in the process of reorienting to who I had become and who I was still yet to become in the aftermath of everything that I had been through. I was trying to reorient not only to myself, but to my life, all of my relationships, my work and my business, absolutely everything. And I could feel that something new wanted to come through, that there was a new direction that I was supposed to go in because life had shaped me so deeply, so thoroughly, so intensely. I knew that I was different. I knew that I had changed. I knew that I was now meant to move in a different direction, but I couldn't seem to get away from myself. I couldn't seem to get away from the person that I had been for a majority of my life the person who had gotten to that point in life, the person who had built the business that I had built. And so I pulled down seven years of websites and content. At the time, my business was split between several brands and there was a ton of content. There was a ton of programs. There was videos. There were social media posts. There was so much that had already been created that any time that I tried to explore what was new and what wanted to come through, I couldn't seem to think outside of the box of who I had been for so long. Outside of the business model, the offerings, the conversations that I had been having, I just couldn't seem to escape myself. And I really desperately needed to figure out who I was, who who I had become in the aftermath of everything I had walked through, all of the trauma, all of the abuse, all of the grief, all of the immense losses that I experienced, all of the health issues that I had navigated through. And I finally listened to the intuitive nudge to pull it all down. And I pulled down seven years of websites and content. I've talked about this before. I talk about it in the book, but just for anyone who's new to me and my story, what I did was I archived everything. 
I left a single opt-in page up for anyone who might want to get on my email list to hear about whatever I might be up to whenever I was ready to release it. I redirected all of my websites to that opt-in page and I left up our design business website because design was still how I made money. It wasn't so much attached to me as a person and the conversations that I had been having. It was simply an agency website. So I left that up. So if anybody wanted work, they could find me and stopped creating online. I pulled it all down. It was the best decision that I could have made for myself. My mentor nearly fell out of his chair when I told him it was not the smartest from a strategic perspective, but it was the best thing I could have done for me. So I pulled down all of my content and I swam in this space of not knowing who I was anymore and what to do with myself. I had spent seven years longer than that, creating and having a business and creating online, but seven years of a very specific business and a brand built around me and the conversations that I was having and the voice that I had developed over that time. I didn't know who I was if I wasn't building that business. And I was still reeling from the abusive relationship that I had been in. I was still reeling from the trauma of my loss and just everything that I had been through. And the final of the health issues that I experienced from that season was my dysphagia. So soon after I pulled everything down and I was just kind of floating in this void that I had created, this void of not doing anything, not striving for anything and experienced dysphagia, which was nine days of not being able to swallow. Dysphagia is when you can't swallow. I couldn't eat or drink anything. I choked on my own saliva. I got one IV in the middle of that at the ER. And after this, my very dear mentor introduced me to a different form of process work than what we had done before, different specific processes and helped me start to eat a little bit again and drink a little bit again. And in the weeks after that nine days where I couldn't swallow anything, I would have little windows of time every morning where I could eat and drink. And so I would eat the biggest breakfast that I could get. And I would just chug this natural, basically natural sports drink, energy drink, which was just like fruit and water. And I would drink as much as I could because there would come a point sometime in late morning, maybe noon, maybe early afternoon where I just couldn't swallow anymore. I was, I was done for the day. And this experience was a cleansing, like quite literally in the sense I didn't eat or drink anything for nine days. So my body detoxed a whole lot of stuff. And I was just so grateful to be alive and sometimes eating soup. That's what I would say when people would ask me how I was. I'd say, I'm, I'm just happy to be here and sometimes eating soup. I went even deeper into the sense of not striving for anything. I was just happy to be here. I was taking it morning by morning. How much could I eat? How much could I drink? How far into the later hours of the day could I stretch that? Who could I be with so that I could be in the care of others so I didn't have to be alone? I didn't have to be afraid of struggling to swallow. And I just floated. And a dear friend of mine who I was spending a lot of time with during that period introduced me to a friend of hers. And this was, I guess, the second time that I had met this particular friend. And we were in her apartment 
And she was sitting on her couch and she was going through her own big unraveling and awakening, her own big reorienting to self and life and everything and just processing years of trauma and, and really trying to figure out who she was and who she was becoming and what that meant for her life. And I come in holding my little bottle of juice that I was probably almost done drinking for the day, looking very unhealthy because I was and shared my experience with her, what I had been through. And she looked at me and she said, you're in the space of all possibility and ultimate choice. And it just hit me with such deep resonance. That, that is exactly where I was. And that's where she was. That's something that someone said to her, but that concept of the space of all possibility and ultimate choice really resonated for me. I was just existing in the moment that I was in, in the point of time and space that I was in, there was no striving. There was no stress besides the stress around my health. And could I eat or drink enough every day? Besides that, there was no stress. I wasn't worried about paying my bills. I wasn't worried about my business. I wasn't worried about marketing. I wasn't worried about whether or not I would figure out what it was that I was supposed to create next. I was existing in each moment and I was grateful to be there. And the space of all possibility and ultimate choice means exactly what it sounds like. When we are in this space of total presence and being grateful to be exactly where we are, which does not mean that we are bypassing what's hard and what hurts. There was a lot that was really hard for me then. I couldn't feed or hydrate myself for a majority of the day. So this isn't about bypassing any of the circumstances that are challenging for you. And there is this calm, steady presence and gratitude. We are fully in this moment. And when we are fully in this moment, we recognize that our life at any given time is a blank canvas. And from this blank canvas, that we can access at any point in our life, anything is possible for us. Because when we can really be here in this moment and we can see that life from here can go in any direction that I desire, then we get to choose where we want to go. We get to choose how we're going to show up, who we're going to be in this moment. And all those possibilities are within reach. We just have to anchor into what we desire, where we want to go. And we, and we have to be comfortable with that window of time of not knowing, of trusting in the process of sitting in the void, the space of all possibility and ultimate choice. Now, I have a lot to say about this, so we're not done. <laughs> the space of all possibility is always accessible to us. Ultimate choice, the ability to choose who we're going to be how we're going to move and engage with life and what paths we will walk and what we will create and manifest for ourselves attract to us is not always accessible. And here's why. The space of all possibility exists in every moment, whether you see it or not, because at any moment we can live the methodology that I've shared with you, that I've taught you on the show. If you missed that earlier episode, I believe it's episode two. We'll link to that in the show notes. Go back, 
learn what the methodology is, learn what it means to really live it versus just intellectualize it and start practicing it, start embodying it. When we live that methodology, when we live this methodology of how to make the impossible inevitable, all possibility, that space of all possibility is immediately accessible to us. It doesn't matter what's in your bank account. It doesn't matter what systems are standing in your way. Are there more challenges and obstacles depending on who you are and the systems that you're inside of? Absolutely. All possibility is always accessible to you. From this moment, where you are in time and space right now while you're listening to this episode, all possibility is available to you. It's accessible to you. If you're willing to do that work, to engage with life differently, to move differently, to be differently, always accessible to you, period. Ultimate choice is not, and here's why. If we're not doing the deeper work, we do not have full conscious choice because our traumas, our subconscious programming patterns, deeply rooted patterns, our core wounds, our winning strategies are running the show. And even if you understand your winning strategy and you have a sense of your core wounding and you know that you need to think and believe and behave and be differently, if you haven't healed your trauma on a somatic meaning, in relation to the body as is separate from the mind, the body, the organism that we inhabit, this is where trauma lives. This is where trauma gets stored. If you haven't healed that, cleared it from your cells and your nervous system, there's only so much repatterning that you can do on a subconscious and conscious level, but it will always be matter over mind. So it's not mind over matter with trauma involved. We cannot mind over our over matter our way into ultimate choice because even if we can organize ourselves in such a way that we can show up and be differently, we can hold a different energetic state, can resonate and align with different things we can move and do differently. If you haven't healed your traumas, it's really hard to keep hold of things that we do manage to get in the first place. The space of all possibility and ultimate choice is the space that we want to always be operating from. That is the point of this show, of this work that we do, is to exist from the space of all possibility and ultimate choice because we are living the methodology, meaning we are engaging with life differently, actively, in a tangible way. This is not woo-woo. This is not magical thinking. If you're new to me, this is your first episode. Again, please go back and listen to the episode on the methodology. Please listen to the episode on the subconscious winning strategy. Please, while you're at it, listen to all of them because they build on each other. This is all tangible work. It's process oriented. It's not just think and believe and everything will change. It is a way that we engage with life by showing up and being differently. And when we do that and we are consciously and continuously healing our traumas on a cellular level, actively taking the trauma that's anchored in our cells and our nervous system and moving it out. Then the space of all possibility and ultimate choice is always accessible to us. We can truly 
consciously choose to go after that possibility or that one, regardless of circumstance. That does not mean that it won't be difficult, that there won't be challenges. It just means anything and everything is within our reach. It is possible for us because we are moving and engaging differently. And we have the ability to truly consciously choose what we want because we're not anchored down by past traumas. And this is not easy work. I talk about it in pretty much every episode, the deeper healing and clearing work and what that means. You have to do specific types of process work. There's a kind that I do with my clients. There's lots of kinds. You have to find the one that works for you where you are actively extracting what has been stored in your cells and moving it out so that you have more freedom and leverage to choose and move differently. Now, the subconscious piece is important as well. Sometimes we can trick ourselves. We can shout mantras at ourselves. We can try to believe something differently. We can even hold a different mindset temporarily. But our subconscious programming runs the show. So our subconscious mind is the only thing that's online until about the ages of five to seven years old. Meaning we have no ability to accept or reject information. Whatever's coming at us, whatever's told to us, whatever's modeled to us, shown to us, whatever we witness and the interpretations that we have because of how we've been programmed and taught and patterned by our attachment figures, by our environment, that forms our worldview, our belief system. We don't have a conscious say in that. The conscious mind can accept or reject information. The conscious mind can say, I see that you clearly don't believe that it's safe to have money or that people with money are good people. I don't believe that. That doesn't feel right for me. I'm going to believe that you can be a good person and make a lot of money. We don't have that choice until we're about five to seven years old. That's when it starts. By then, you already have an operating system that's running the show. It's already been defined for you, your worldview. So until we address the deeper subconscious pieces, our subconscious winning strategy, we have a whole episode on that. We'll link to that in the show notes. We also have a follow-up episode on that. We'll also link to that. Your subconscious winning strategy drives you. Your worldview drives you. All of this is based on core wounds, interpretations, this subconscious belief system that you didn't get any say in being installed for you. If we're not addressing the deeper subconscious pieces, we do not have the freedom to consciously choose things for ourselves. So we think we're out here in the world making conscious choices. I like this. I like that. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to take that job. I'm going to date this person. I'm not going to hang out with those people. We think that's a wholly conscious choice that I, me, in time and space here am making for myself. But if I'm not aware of my subconscious programming, my deeper winning strategy and belief system, and the traumas that are stored in my body that influence that, I'm not making a truly conscious choice. So the space of all possibility is always available to us in every moment, in any moment, we can shift how we engage with life. We can live the methodology 
we can move and be differently, which causes life, the universe to reconfigure around us because we are engaging with it differently. And this is a frequency-based universe that responds to how we engage with it. So we can always access all possibility. And when we come from that place, life is open to us. We can see different pathways, different opportunities, different options. We can have different ideas. We can connect with different versions and iterations of self. The world is open to us when we live this methodology. When we live it, we are in the space of all possibility. Ultimate choice is necessary to actualize those possibilities, to make them inevitable, to make them a reality, to bring them into fruition. All manifestation is, is to move something into form, to manifest. We have to be able to consciously and wholeheartedly, whole being, choose that possibility, that path, that way of being, that outcome. And we can't do that if we haven't done our deeper work. When we can live from both, when we can exist from the space of all possibility and ultimate choice, always in every moment, this is how time collapses rapidly. This is how we uncover and start living our purpose because we're here in this moment, engaging with life in a way that isn't typical, that we're not taught. Working with life, working with the universe, existing in resonance with the people and things that we want collapsing time through our way of being, becoming the clearing for what we want to start moving towards us. The space of all possibility and ultimate choice is the goal. And when you can live from this space, life is beautiful even when it's hard because you know at any moment you can choose a different pathway and possibility, a different outcome. You can choose to show up differently as a different version of self who has the things that you want so that you're in resonance with them. You can call on qualities that are otherwise inaccessible to you because you're in your winning strategy. You're trying to stay in the known and familiar, trying to recreate the things that you've already experienced as possible so far, rather than existing from the space of everything is possible. And I have ultimate choice in what I want. So when I met this friend who shared this concept with me, I was not in the space of ultimate choice, but I was in the space of all possibility. And the more that I did my healing work, the more I had true conscious choice, the more that I could actually move on, actualize these different possibilities. So if you're able to get to the space of all possibility by living this methodology, and when you're truly living it, which doesn't mean that things aren't hard or circumstances aren't challenging, that there aren't contractive emotions that you're feeling, things that are triggering, but you're living the methodology, which means you are in the space of all possibility. But you can't seem to choose it. You can't seem to shift your way of being. You can't seem to make anything happen. It means that you don't truly have ultimate choice because there's deeper work that needs to be done. And choice means the ability for me to decide, the energetics of decision, frequency of being decided that I am going for that, that that is what I want that I'm going to do everything in my power to make that inevitable. doesn't mean there aren't still external obstacles, challenges to overcome, things that will get in your way, things that will be hard, places that you'll struggle. So don't confuse the two. Again, this is not woo-woo magical thinking. 
woo-woo magical thinking would say that when you're in the space of all possibility and ultimate choice, everything just flows. Everything just falls into place. Everything is seamless. The universe conspires to support you. And it does. That does not mean there are not challenges. Sometimes those are challenges you have to go through to become the person who has what you want. Sometimes those are human challenges. Just a bunch of people bumping into each other. This world is chaotic. So you can't separate the two. All possibility and ultimate choice doesn't mean that things won't still be challenging, difficult. There won't still be struggle. There won't still be doubt, fear. We don't want to come from fear, worry, and doubt. That doesn't mean that doubt is unhealthy inherently. Doubt is a normal human approach to thinking things through. Can you hold both? When you come from the space of all possibility and ultimate choice, you can move through those things more easily. It doesn't mean it's easy. It means it's easeful. You're not in resistance to it. You're not fighting against it. You're surrendering to where you're at the moment that you're in. You're surrendering with trust in yourself and the universe and other people in what it is that you're called towards. So the space of all possibility and ultimate choice is our goal. And living from this space is beautiful. Anything can happen. And ultimate choice, I get to decide which of those anythings I want to happen and become an active participant in making it so if you want to live from the space, learn to live the methodology. We have a free workbook that will help you. Check the link in the show notes. And if you're struggling with ultimate choice, there's just something that needs to be healed and cleared on a somatic, cellular, nervous system level. That is work that we can do together. That is work that you can find resources for. So what is your next step to find and actually work with those resources so that you can come from a place of ultimate choice. That's what I have for you today. I will catch you soon in another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.